Psalm 23 and Luke 6. Psalm 23. Anybody know Psalm 23? It's a good one, isn't it? Have you gotten everything that can be gotten out of Psalm 23? No, there's a lot here that we still could get. In Psalm 23, I won't read the whole thing, but just in verse 5, Psalm 23, 5, Thou, talking about the Lord, the Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup is about half full. (laughs) Oh, let me look at that again. My cup is right up to the top. Hmm? Filled to the brim. To the rim. What? Oh, my cup runneth over. Say that out loud with me. My cup runneth over. Glory. Say that one more time. Think about that. My cup runs over. Whose cup? (laughs) My cup runs up half and three-fourths and right up to the top and then stop there on over the side. (laughs) On over the side. Splashes on the table. Off the table splashes onto the floor. Over to the other part of the floor and runs out under the door into the next room. Out the front door, out into the yard. Out the yard, into the street. My cup runneth over. Woo, glory. Mm, mm, mm. That verse been in there all morning. Luke 6, Luke 6, verse 38, Uh uh-huh, give, how many like that part? I love to give, what about you? I love to give, it's more blessed to give than to receive, it's blessed to receive. It's a blessing to receive, but it's even a greater blessing to give. Many ways. Give and it shall be. Now, who's talking here? The Lord Jesus, the Master. And He said it shall be. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Uh Uh-huh. Press down. Pack it down so we can get some more in there. And then you shake it. Take the basket and shake it. Shake it down. And that's, that's good enough. I mean, we got the thing packed. We shook it down and put some more in it and packed it off at the top. Anybody ought to be satisfied with that. No, no. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together and Uh Uh-oh, running over, running over, 
Running over shall men give to your bosom. For with the same measure you meet with all, it will be measured to you again. I want to talk to you this morning about running over. Running over. It's scriptural. We can see that plainly. My cup runneth over. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It's scriptural. You know, there are different levels people live on. There is the not enough level. And then there's the just enough level. But then there's a level beyond that. I said there's a level beyond that. And that's the more than enough level. That's the running over level. That's the too much. Too much level. What is God's will? Not enough? Is that the will of God? What, so we, we need to know what kind of God we serve. What, what, what is he content with? What pleases him? What is his will? There's a lot of people in the world that they have made themselves accept their quote lot in life that they, they never have enough. And I'm not just talking about just financial and materially. See, he talked about both areas here. My cup runneth over. Well, prior to that, he said, he anoints my head with oil. Oil's a type of the anointing, type of the Holy Ghost and other things. But how many understand that just a little touch from God, that's not all God wants to do for you. Just a little shiver, just a little little moving. No, he wants to keep pouring it on. Pouring it on until your cup just overflows with the anointing of God and the glory of God and the joy of God, the life of God, spiritually, soulically. But give... That includes material and natural things, and it'll be given back to you. How? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. How much stuff does he want us to have? How much money does he want us to have? Don't slow down there now. How much? Running over. Running over. Too much. Too much. John 10.10, does anybody know it? Jesus said, the thief comes not. But for to steal and to kill and to destroy. He wants you to not have enough. He wants it to be down and under. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. And that you might have it just barely. Just enough. But that you might have it more abundantly. Now that word's interesting if you look it up. What does abundance mean? Abundance. Well, it's more than enough. But this word really means a little something beyond that. If you look it up, the word perisos, it means beyond. It means superabundant. Not just abundant, superabundant. Well, abundance is more than enough. What is superabundance? Well, that's more than, more than enough, isn't it? The, I'm reading here from a, from a dictionary here on, on the definition of this word. Greek uh, dictionary says superabundant in quantity and superior in quality. Whoa, that's too much and too nice. 
Did you get that? Super abundant in quantity. But then not just that, but superior in quality. What did the Lord say? If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the what? The junk of the land? Huh? The rejects? The remanufactured? You'll eat the good. The good. Now, I think sometimes we don't realize what that. If you look that up again, that means the top notch. The cream. The best. Glory. That's what Jesus is saying when he said, I came that you might have life and that you might have what? That you might have it super abundantly in quantity and that you might have it superior in quality. The definition goes on to say, by implication, it means excessive. Well, that's too much. Excessive. Everybody say excessive. Now, that's a word that sets off red flags with Christians everywhere. Excess. <laughs> oh, you got to watch out for excess. And you got people so afraid. I mean, all over the church, people so afraid that folk are going to go too far. Are they going to go too far with this faith stuff? Going to go too far with this this prosperity message? Going to go too far with this being spiritual stuff? Too far, excessive. People are afraid. I've, I've been in churches before where the people actually expressed uh, concern that the pastor might be getting too large of offerings. They're afraid they're going to pay him too much. But that, I mean, that's, that's not just in the church. There's people afraid they're going to pay their employees too much money. Don't want to get excessive here. People afraid they're going to leave too big a tip at the restaurant. Excessive. I've seen people, you know, traveling ministers like myself in a meeting where the, where the, the board got concerned well, these offerings are just too big. We didn't know they're going to be that big. <laughs> well, you know it wasn't their faith, don't you? It's just too big. We just going to give too much. Well, that's just that's too expensive. Give give a gift like that. That's just too much. That's excessive. Well, that's what the Bible talks about is excessive. When your cup runs over, that's excess. <laughs> when it's packed down and up to the top and running over the top, that's excess. You can't hold it. It's so much you can't hold it. I mean, that's not just an isolated thought in the Bible. It's from lid to lid. It's all through the middle. What about tithers? What did the Lord tell about tithers in Malachi 3? He said, if you'll, you know, bring the tithes and your offerings. What the Lord going to do? He said, he's going to open the windows of heaven. And he's going to pour out blessings on you that you can put all in one pocket. Put it all in your closet and have half space left over. No. He said he's going to pour out blessings on you. What? You don't have the room to put them. That's excess. You got too much. Somebody says, oh, y'all just don't want too much. That's right. 
Oh, I just want too much. That's right. If you want the will of God, you want too much. That is the perfect will of God. If you're satisfied with enough, then you're satisfied with less than what he's satisfied with. Think about it. He's always been that way. He's always been. Look at the creation. I mean, how much water do we have on the planet? <laughs> Too much. How much how much air is there? It's too much air. How many fish? Too many fish. Is that right? How many bananas fall off the jungle and rot? Monkeys can't eat them all. Too many bananas. Way too many bananas. How many stars? I mean, you know, several, you know, hundred or thousand would have been plenty to light up the night sky, but we can't count them all. Too many. I said too many. That's our God. That's Him. He could have made you a conqueror, but no, and it's not good enough. You got to be more than a conqueror. (laughs) We have a too much God with a too much vision for a church that's supposed to be too much. Y'all just want too much. That's right. That's right. Now, certainly, it's possible to have too much debt. It's possible to be too covetous. But can you have too much blessing? Too, too much that God has blessed you with? Someone says, well, yeah, you have too much. I can't use it all. Well, that's when you look around. <laughs> Is that right? Don't be like the man that Jesus talked about that said, oh, I've got all these goods. I don't have room wherewith to put my crops. So I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns. I'll build bigger barns and I'll put all my stuff and I'll say to my soul, soul, you have much goods laid up for many years. You know, eat and beer. And the Lord said, you fool. You fool. When you got too much. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. You give. You give when you don't have too much. And you give, you give when you don't have enough. And you give when you have enough. And you sure enough give when you have too much. Is that right? How are you going to bless people if you don't have too much? If you've got enough, then you just got enough. To really be the blessing that you're supposed to be, you must have too much. Too much. Too much. Everybody say too much. much. Glory. I want you to notice some situations that happen in the Word. Turn with me if you would. Everybody say it again. Too much. Turn with me if you would to um, Luke the fifth chapter. Do you believe that passage in Malachi where it says that the Lord will open up the windows of heaven? And pour you out a blessing that there won't be room. Well, do you have any room? How many got room? You could put some stuff. How many got room in your closet for some new clothes? Huh? You got room on the dresser for some new jewelry? 
Anybody got room in the driveway for a new car? Huh? Got room? Got any room in the checking account? <laughs> got any room in your purse? Any room in your pocketbook? Well, see, then you're not where God wants you to be. Thank God for where you are, but we don't just sit here and go, hey, this is it. We've arrived. We got enough. No, enough is not enough. Too much is just right. <laughs> Did you get that? Some of you need to write that down now. Enough is not enough. Not for God. For you, maybe, but that, how many would submit to the will of God? Someone said, well, I, I, no, all I care is if I just have enough. That's, you know, that's all I care. Yeah, but what about what God cares? What about what he wants? Maybe you would be satisfied with less than enough. Maybe you would be satisfied and feel even better about having enough. But is God satisfied with that? Is that his will? Is that the way he is? Is that what he wants? He never said, you know, I'll fill your cup just right. I'll give until it's packed down and on the surface and then that's it. He didn't say that. He didn't say, you know, I'll make you a conqueror and that's good enough. Did he? I'm come that you might have life and have just the right amount. No. Unless you're overflowing, then you haven't gotten to where he wants you. Unless it's too much, unless it's escaping. You know, some years ago, Phyllis and I really got a hold of some principles about prosperity concerning, you know, tithing and being liberal and generous and some of those things. We really begin to implement them like we never had before. The Lord began to pour out blessing after blessing on us. Blessing after blessing. I mean, we got stuff and got stuff and got stuff. And one day my neighbor came across from the other side of the road. He said, uh, he said, what else you going to get? <laughs> I said, I don't know. And he said, well, he said, I was talking with the other neighbor here today. And he said, we're getting jealous. We had the driveway full, the garage full, and drives full, and the yards full. Stuff the house full, and somebody gave us another nice piece of equipment that we'd been believing for, uh, home equipment. And, and I, I told Phyllis, I said, Malachi 3 has come to pass. <laughs> In our life, we don't have room. That's scriptural. That's the way it's supposed to be that you don't have room. If you got room, then man, you need to be after it. But see, there is this old, uh, unbiblical, religious thing that hangs on to people. Well, you got to watch now. Don't go too far. Oh, you don't want too much. Well, you tell me the last time that the Lord talked to you and said, now, I want you to tone it down a little bit. You're just believing too big. You're just asking too big. Now, you tone it down. Don't you understand I have a lot of, a lot of other people to take care of besides you? You're just getting a little greedy here. Has he ever said that to you? No, I tell you again and again, what he said to me is that all. I'm believing as big as I can. And he said, is that all? <laughs> well, yeah, that's all I can believe for right now. Lord. <laughs> yeah, but that's not all he can do. And that's not all he wants to do. Look at your neighbor say too much. <laughs> say it again. Too much. <laughs> to my servant. Too much God. Now, say that. Now, you're going you're gonna to have to. Trust me to say this one. Say this one out loud. I want want too much. much. (laughs) Got it? Say it out loud. I want too much. 
Say it one more time now. I want too much. And now say it's all right. It's all right to want too much. I've, uh, you know, the Lord's blessed us with vehicles. We got cars, and then we got another car, and then we got another car. And, and stuff, and, and somebody said, well, what are you going you know, why don't you sell some of that? And I, th- I thought about it. You don't need all that. No, uh-uh. But I want too much. <laughs> and if I can have too much, I can bless other people. Had a pastor come to town a while back, and he said, uh, uh, you know, what am I going to do when I get here and there? I said, oh, i got plenty of cars. I'll loan you a car. I'll loan you, th- I'll loan you one. I still have three or four, you know. <laughs> still have to pick which one we're going to go in. We had, uh, uh, had more than one boat. And uh, I had this one I wasn't using. I called this fellow up. I said, uh, come over to my house and pick up my boat. And he said, uh, he said yeah. He's, I said, just use it. He said, what, for the weekend? I said, no, I'll just use it for the summer. I got plenty. I got extra. <laughs> he was blessed. That blessed him. I said, just use, just, just use this boat. Just, you, you know, you have to put gas in it, but that's all it'll cost you. Put the gas in. You can't do that unless you got too many boats. Now, now, now this will bother some people. I know it. Some folk don't like this. They look at you sideways and go, uh-huh. Yeah, that's how I thought them preachers were. That's just how I thought. And you finally got one to just up and confess it. <laughs> well, I didn't say I want anything from you. Right? Well, people get so tense like you, like you're trying to say that they got to do it for you. So you, you want too much? That's right. I want too many. Too many cars, too many boats, too many houses, too much clothes, too much money. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And you should too. I said you should too. Because how are you going to bless? How are you going to give? How are you going to do what the Lord wants you to do? I want too much anointing. Amen. I want so much anointing that I have to say, Lord, cut it back just a little bit. I, I can't stand it. I can't get up off the floor to go preach. I want it like that. I want too much revelation. Don't you? Too much. That's our God. He is a God who's more than enough. I mean, this place that you're holding right here, think about the things that happened. Where are you at? Yeah. That's, that's a good place. Luke 5. Notice this. Jesus told them, you know, they've been fishing and, and fishing all night and didn't catch anything. And Jesus told them in verse 4 of Luke 5 to launch out to the deep and let down your nets for a draft. Well, you know, that didn't make sense to them naturally, but just obedience. Everybody say obedience. obedience. See, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You get into the too much. And, and they did, you know, at his word, they did what he said. And verse 6, when they had this done, they had a nice little catch of fish. And went home and had a fish fry. 
<laughs> no, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net broke. Lord, isn't that too much? That's too many fish, ain't it, Lord? I mean, was the Lord in this? Well, how come he didn't just give them just enough fish? <laughs> Why? It didn't end there. The nets were breaking. And they called to the other people that had other ships. And they came. And when they came, they filled both the ships. And the ship began to sink. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's too many fish. Right? Well, Lord, that's too, well, Lord, this is a miracle. I know it's divinely inspired of you. You know something that you're doing wouldn't actually tear up the net and, and sink the boat. <laughs> hey, that's your problem. God just pours out. <laughs> he just pours out the blessing and he's just that way. He's just too much. If it, if you, if it's, if your cup is overflowing too much, get out from under the spout because he's going to keep it pouring. He's not going to give you just enough. He's going to pour out too much. But see, so much of the church world does not believe this. They're so concerned about, well, we don't want to waste anything. Or we don't want to be greedy. And we don't want to get too much. See, why do you get so quiet when I say that? <clears throat> well, they had too many fish. And this is a divine manifestation of the power of God. This is a miracle. Well, didn't God know when to stop? <laughs> didn't God know when to stop? No, God's not satisfied until the net is breaking and the ship is sinking. <laughs> Have you got that? He's not satisfied until it's too much. I mean, take the feeding of the multitude. They got a few little loaves, a few little fish. It's not enough. So God, you know, Jesus lifts it up and he thanks the Father for it and he blesses it and everybody had enough. And they all went home and said, glory. What a miracle. No. No. They got through eating and they had, uh, they had four loaves left over. No, they had one basket. No, not one. Not two baskets, not three baskets, not four baskets, not five baskets, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, not ten, not eleven. Had to have a dozen. Everybody's full, their stomach's fucking out. Can't eat anymore and it's still coming. Still coming. That's God for you. I said that's God for you. And he wants to break this old poverty, little get-by mentality out of us. Out of us. So that we're always, you know, saving the bread wrappers. <laughs> and fixing the same pair of socks for eight years. <laughs> like there's no more around. Like God's running. See, see, all of this running out mentality. That's not, that's not true. I said, that's not true. 
God didn't allow a, a population of people to be on this planet and the planet didn't have the resources to sustain them, we haven't even begun to tap into the resources of this planet. All the running out stuff is from the enemy and from a bunch of people that want to jack up prices. There's plenty around. In fact, there's not just plenty. There's more than enough. There's too much around. I said there's too much. Too much. Too much. Say it out loud again. Enough is not enough. I want too much. (laughs) See, that sounds funny to your head, doesn't it? Sounds funny to your head, but it's right, isn't it? It's right. It's right. In uh, in Leviticus 26, you don't have to turn there, but in Leviticus 26, even under the Old Covenant, the Lord said to them, He said, I'm going to pour out blessings on you. In Leviticus 26.10, and He said, And you'll eat the old store, but you'll bring forth the old because of the new. What does that mean? It means you've got so much new coming in, you've got to take the old out. And the old is good, but you just don't have room to put it. Got so many new clothes coming in that you just have to, uh, you know, take the. And when I say old, I mean the ones you bought two weeks ago. <laughs> the old stuff. <laughs> Get that old six month old car out of the garage <laughs> to put the new one in. Can God do that? Can He? What's the holdup? See, one of the first things is people's thinking. And see, if you'll be satisfied with not enough, that's where you'll stay. And if you'll be satisfied with enough, that's where you'll stay. Whatever you are satisfied with, whatever you, wherever you stop, and wherever you say, hey, this is it, that's good enough. Thank you, Lord. And it's good to be thankful. Yes. Be thankful for everything. Somebody say, well, you're just never satisfied. No, it's not a, it's not a matter of, of never being thankful. Not being satisfied is not the same thing as not being thankful. Yes, be thankful, but why should you be satisfied if the Lord's not satisfied about you? There's been some things before, you know, the Lord dealt with me. I was, I was pretty happy about the situation where I was at. But the Lord said, no, I'm not satisfied with that. Okay, Lord. We want what you want. What do you want? He wants too much. I said, he wants too much. Everything in the things of God starts small. But if it abides in the blessing of God, it will not stay small. I said it will not stay small. God is a God of increase. And if your money and your things are staying small, then something's not right. If if your level of revelation and anointing is staying small. Now, everybody's got to start small, you understand? Everybody's got to start, you know, where you are. And you start small. But don't, don't despise the day of small things and small beginnings. But don't stay there either. I mean, 20 years later and you're still thinking small, something's not right. I said something's not right. Where, where do you stop your vision? Never. I said never. Never. You keep on reaching out. 
You keep on expanding. Never, I don't care how wonderfully God is blessed. I don't care where you get. You never just sit down and go, well, this is enough. Yeah, but enough's not enough. I said enough's not enough. Amen. It's got to be stretching you. And, and then there needs to be excess. Until you're having to go, Lord, what do I do with the rest of this? This is way more than, than, than what we could use. In 2 Corinthians, I want to share with you in closing. The, uh, some keys to going from not enough to enough to too much. To too much. Just very briefly here. One of them is, before I, before I get to this scripture, one of them is a principle that's found in Proverbs 18. Don't try to turn there. But it just simply says, a man's belly will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips. Shall he be filled? With the increase of what? His lips. One of the biggest obstacles and problems that people have to overcome is right under their nose. Is their mouth. Don't talk small. I said don't talk small. Talk big. Can I talk too big for what God wants? No, you can't. Now, you can talk bigger now than your faith is right now. But uh, you can move that way. And, he, and even, if, even if you talk too big today, you can just stay with it till you get there. Right? Might take you a little while. And uh, I had that Lord ask, tell me this one time. I was praying about some things. And uh, he said to me, he said, well, for the, for the time where you were, you asked big. Not for me. But for you, which is actually a commendation, that pleases him. You know, the story is told about a, a king and an emperor who was in his court and, you know, receiving people to talk to him. And this one individual came and uh, this guy asked for this huge thing. He asked for this big piece of property and for this big thing and and some of the uh, attendants of the king I mean they gasped when the guy asked about it they they just about fell out they thought are you crazy come in here and ask such a thing and the king kind of looked down at the floor and looked up and said granted and man all the guys were just about you know Punching each other thinking, what? Did I hear him right? And one of his advisors leaned over and said, uh, Sire, uh, did you say granted? He said, yes. He said, the magnitude of his request honored me. <laughs> the magnitude of his request. See, what, by asking such a big thing, he's saying, you're a big king. You can do big stuff. Hey, this, this, this is a huge thing to all of us, but to you, and the Bible says you have not, because God don't want you to have too much. Why don't people ask bigger? Why don't they think bigger? Why do folks stop so small? I've done it. You've done it. It's because of where your faith is. I said it's because of where your faith is. But 2 Corinthians, where you're at in the 10th chapter, he talks about this. Second 
2 Corinthians 10 and verse 15. He said, we're not boasting of things without our measure. That is of other men's labors. But having hope when your faith is increased. We shall be what? Enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. When did he say that they were going to reach out and enlarge and and when their faith is increased. When our faith is increased. You know the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20. You, you know it. Now unto him who is able to do. Exceeding. Abundantly. Above. All. We ask or think according to the power that's working in us. You know, the, the enemy has tactics that he uses on people. One of his basic tactics is discouragement. He wants to work on you, to wear you down, to get you to where you're not expecting anymore. If you're in faith, you're expecting I mean, you believe you have received it inside. But out here, you don't have it in your hand yet. So because you believe you've received it, it puts you in a state of expecting to get it here. Right? Expecting to see it. Expecting to feel it. Expecting to, I don't care whether it's a healing, whether it's money, whatever, an answer, direction, you're expecting. If you're in faith, you're expecting. And uh, the enemy knows if he, can, if he can't get you out of faith and get you out of that expectancy that nothing can keep you from getting that answer. He can't. People can't. So he'll work on you. Thoughts, feelings, circumstances, contradictions. Do everything that he can. Try to, try to. Now understand this. The devil can hinder things. It's absolutely true. You know, the Apostle Paul said to one church he's writing to, he said, I would have come to you once and again, but Satan hindered me. Now, folks don't like that, but listen, notice what he did not say. He did not say he stopped me. (laughs) Because he can. The, the, The devil is in this world. The curse is in the earth. Demons are here. And through their workings and through their things, they can hinder you. Sometimes they can throw a wrench in the work, so to speak. Try to delay something. Try to hold it up. But if you won't quit, if you won't give up, they cannot stop you. They can't keep it from happening. Can't. They can't. I don't care if all of them ganged up at once on you. They cannot stop it. So they try to get you to give up and quit. But if you won't quit it, I mean, if you got, you know, if you set your face like Flint and you're going, I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm expecting this and I'll expect this as long as it takes till I see it. I'll stand here when I've done all to stand. I'll just stand some more and I'm expecting and you just hide and watch when the dust clears. I'll be standing here with the thing in my hand. You just watch. Now, when the devil sees that look in your eye and he hears that out your mouth, then he knows. They're going all the way. But does he just give up and quit? No. No, he's got another tactic. 
And this tactic is, he knows you're not going to quit. He, he's seen you like this before. You got your face set. Now what he'll try to do in some situations, he'll try to slip in an inferior substitute. Try to get you to settle for way less than what God has for you. And especially if you've been believing and standing for something, your flesh wants it. Flesh wanted it yesterday. Right? And if the enemy knows he can't, he can't get you to just give up, then he'll try to work to, to, to get you to settle for less than, way less than what God would have for you. And, and so here's something that's almost like what you're believing for. Almost. It's, it's just about. It's close. What does your flesh say? Get it. Get it, man. Get, we can get it today. Those shoes are just like what you've been looking for, but they're half size too small. <laughs> and with, with, with your help and two other salespeople, you got your foot in one of them. And they look at you and you go, oh yeah, yeah, it's a little snug, but it'll stretch. And it's the car you wanted, but uh, it's, it's not quite the color that you wanted. What does your flesh say? Oh, uh, it's okay. It, yeah, Let, let's get it. We can have it. When? Today, yeah. Yeah, and the other car, six months. Your flesh does not want to hear weight. Your flesh does not want to hear it. But I'm telling you, it's a key to getting God's best. Through faith and patience, you'll inherit the promises. And the thing that will keep you and sustain you is that no matter what comes your way or even if you have some opportunity on something, if it doesn't satisfy your heart completely and then exceed. I said and then exceed. Then that's not the thing that the Lord is doing because every gift that's from Him is a good gift and it is a perfect gift. Perfect gift. And you need to let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That when it's done, you, you say, man, I wouldn't ask for anything else. I, what else? This is beyond. This is beyond. I used to have single people uh, help me uh, at, at the prayer and healing center a lot. Still have some single people working in our office today. But uh, a lot of times they would come and say, you know, I, I found this young man or young woman. And I think maybe they're the one I don't know. And they're asking me. I never told any of them. They're asking me, what do you think about this one? And again and again, it wasn't the one. But then when they'd come to me and say, oh, Brother Keith, oh, I found, oh, he's Ephesians 3.20. He's exceeding abundantly above what? Well, they got married. But when you try to make yourself be satisfied, is God like that? Does God, does God tell you, uh, I'm sorry, this is the best I could come up with. I know it's not exactly what you wanted, but uh, it's close, isn't it? Come on now, I'm a busy God. Take it and be happy. Now see, the devil will tell you that. The devil will tell you that. Hey, take it and be happy. Look. This is a lot better than what you deserve anyway. 
Well, hey, if it was going on what you deserve and I deserve, I mean, if we got what we deserved, you don't, you don't want to talk about that. I think people look at me across the desk and just cry and go, what did I ever do to deserve this? And I've said to some of them, plenty. Plenty. In fact, if you got what you deserve, you'd be sick and broke and tormented all of your short, miserable life and you'd die prematurely and go to hell and spend eternity there if you got what you deserve. Because all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Let's don't talk about what we deserve. Let's talk about mercy. Let's talk about grace. That because of what the Lord has done, we get all kind of stuff we don't deserve. Deserve's got nothing to do with it. We don't get it because of our merit. We get it because the Lord has washed away our sins. And the Lord has made us righteous so that God can bless us and pour out blessings until it exceeds. Until it is exceeding abundantly above what we asked or what we thought. Then we look up and go, this is the thing that is God. He's got his markings. Why? Because he's a too much God. He's a net breaking ship sinking. (laughs) Twelve basket left over God. (laughs) Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.